This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Midair madness, passengers trading blows. Midair brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the? Out this crashes. Out the fucking door. G'day, g'day. Welcome to Midfly right. Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Thanks very much for coming out uh, to a live show. It's really nice. Bigger crowd than last time. Fuck yeah. It's all right. I didn't count. I can't see. <laughs> Lights are bright, but good on you. How are you, um, mate? I'm all right. It's a big day for Heggie. He's actually up for an award. Uh, a comedy <laughs> award. Best show nah. at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. The award ceremony is on right now. And where have you chosen to be? Not there. Imagine sniffing around that. Yeah. Do you have a speech ready? Are you going to be one of those? No. no. What are you, I'm here, you fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> you can still win. You're in it to win no, it. I can't. No. It's, no. Have you, you seen what I look like? That's, it's not for me. It's fine. I don't Nobody mind. that owns Reflective Sunnies has ever won an arts festival award. <laughs> That's what they're going to get him on, the loophole. Those Arnett's are white. No yeah, trophy yeah. for you, sir. <laughs> Man, we've got a ram-packed episode today. It's heaps on. It's a belter. I've done a, I've done a fair bit of work, must be said. I, um, Tricking the algorithms a, uh, again. This yeah. is, uh, <laughs> we're doing a special on stowaways today. Our favourite sort of... Yeah, fucking... What a, what a concept. Is it... <laughs> I mean, there's currently, at the moment, there's 24% survival rate for people stowing away in the wheel well. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you don't know, some people are like, nah, seats are for nerds. I'll, um... Well, that's just the ones they know of. I mean, there's, there's many more who just drop into the ocean when the wheels come down. Like... <laughs> what? It's, um... <laughs> Does, having said that, in 2013, a cat did it from Athens to Zurich, survived. What? I'm sus of that. I think that's probably official what? business, just parking some Catholic collection plate money. Um, Hold on. I don't know. A cat? Yeah, cat. Yeah. Like some... <laughs> a cat. A that's fucking, fucking awesome. That's pretty good. When you've I mean, got a few extra lives up your sleeve, though, fuck it. You'd try shit, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
<laughs> and if I had nine lives, I'd fucking Red Bull wingsuit off the roof. Who cares? <laughs> Have a go. But the um, the wheel well is pretty pretty inhospitable. The wheel well. I looked at a lot of pictures, right? And it's not designed for a lie down. Except for me, though. Well, it is jury, for the wheel. The jury's out. I reckon they may have thought of that. It's like um, it's like when you see park benches on an angle, which is what we really think of the homeless. We're like, do you want to lie down, mate? Sorry, fucking roll off that onto the ground. <laughs> Sucked in. Well, some around here have the little have the little bolts in there. Yeah, they've got yeah. bolts. Same way we treat birds. It's like, oh, you had a long journey, mate. You want a bit of a sit and a shit on a on a window sill? Don't think so. There's a plastic spike up your bum. When you do that. Think about your place in the fucking food chain from now on. Um, so you think society looks at pigeons and homeless the same? And, and wheel well starways the same way. Same way, yeah. yeah. No respect. Having said that, like, if someone's going to do it, it's not easy. Maybe put a little bed in there or something. So if you want to go somewhere badly enough to cuddle up to a massive three-metre wheel, you're probably going to make a fist of your new life and be a good contributor to society. When, do you reckon in, how nerve-wracking... Because when you hop in there, when you hop underneath and sort of tuck in for mm. the long journey ahead, you probably think, there's a bit of room. Yeah. And then there's a loud Not noise much. and a wheel coming at you, and you go, <laughs> fuck, I hope I've judged this all right. <laughs> a few of them get crushed. That's why boys are so good at it. They're a bit smaller. Yeah. Like, anyway. And girls. Any well, small person. No, actually. It's, it's, it's 100% he, him. LAUGHTER um, but it, well, if a boy's going to do it, though, just let him into your country. Fucking, they're going to make a good life. They're going to be good people. Having said that, not in my backyard. Stop the boats. So, so, so um, I, I, like, I, don't, I don't know. A lot of them, not many come out of America, but I think we're not too far off that. Stowaways getting out of America. Life sucks there. Oh, America's fleeing. That yeah, you, I'd take yeah. my chances in Africa if I were in America now. Like, unless you've got bulk cash in America, you're fucked. Yeah. I'll just go to Africa in a wheel well, see what happens. Probably better life. I don't know if you've ever been around a group of Americans. They're fucking loud. Like, I think yeah. the, the Navy will spot them as they're just <laughs> flo floating into Sydney. Oh, my God. Is that the opera house? <laughs> they're there. A <laughs> um, few little tips of Starways for the, for the young players. Um, pa pack a jumper and gloves. <laughs> And a bit, like even if you're getting in a real hot country, it's fucking cold, man. It's it's like as soon as you get up to cruising altitude, if you manage to not get truck crushed by the wheels popping back in, get comfortable enough to get some rest because even if you don't want to sleep, you're having a sleep. It's, it's, well, that's nice. Yeah, Minus, people probably wouldn't even know that their oxygen's running out. I just yeah. go fuck. I'm a bit more relaxed than I initially thought. Oh, yeah, very little the dogs oxygen. And off. Paint Stewart style. Negative 63C, which is oh. negative 81F, if you want to know. Um, you're definitely having sleep. Hypothermia and frostbite, very common. The adaptability of humans shines through here. As your metabolism slows, you need less oxygen. Your heart slows to 20 beats a minute. You'll be unconscious, long-term brain and kidney damage. But um, you know, got to make some sacrifices if you do. <laughs> I think, I think there's a little bit of brain damage going into that. Yeah. <laughs> Before you hop in the wheel well. A By the way, how, how the fuck are you even getting that far what onto the runway? Oh, yeah. Like Grand know. Theft Auto, in that game, you jump the fence, you're at five stars. Like they're, <laughs> and they're scrambling jets to shoot you. How the yeah, fuck are you know. climbing up under a... You just put high-vis on and nobody expects you to be... Yeah, now, if I you try that, if you just wear high-vis, get in wherever. Well, you can. Just carry a ladder around or something. Yeah. Not, not on a runway, but generally in life. You carry a ladder around, put on yeah, white yeah. overalls, go anywhere. <laughs> what a, 
I was at, when I was at uni, I used to I used to steal clocks for uh, for gifts for people because they had the uni logo on them. But you had to have a screwdriver and a ladder. I just walked into lecture. Sometimes I'd go in while there's a lecture on, and just put up a ladder and pretend I'm changing the battery. And go, oh, got to take it for down to the workshop. <laughs> Wrap it up. Twenty first birthday gift. Brilliant. Um, you think, doesn't it? So. A lot of them, a lot of these people don't regain consciousness. So, white hot oh. tip for potential stowaways would be attach yourself to, to something pretty securely. Get some hockey straps on your way in, because <laughs> like the plane descends, you, you take too long to regain consciousness, and then pff, you're out. You're Good. bringing too much stuff now. Good night, sweet prince. It's like when you fly Jetstar, but you've only got carry on. Yeah. And they said, sorry, there's nine kilos worth of stuff, and then you've got to wear four jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> that, you're bringing too much shit into that wheel well. Yeah. Oh, you won't fit. Another tip. <laughs> Make it a short flight, long haul, fucking bad news, no chance. Plus from here, if you're looking for a new life from Australia, you're going to end up at a stopover location. You're not just going to end up somewhere, you'll end up getting spat out on a fucking runway in Auckland or something. <laughs> when you wanted to go to Tahiti, I don't know. But um, anyway, a few cases. A few... Who's doing it here though? You can get flights for a dollar. Yeah. If bets. you can get hockey straps and a pillow and a... You can get a dollar and get on jetstar.com. You can. Get to Perth. But you're not going to win a bet with a dickhead mate at the pub, are you? <laughs> um, so, um, anyway, got a few, few pretty trimmer little cases here. The one, one such one is Jet 2 LS792, Manchester to Rome 2012. And this involves an 11-year-old boy. And it is exclusively boys doing this. Someone should look into that. Um... <laughs> This one, it's a uh, he's born in Manchester. Gov government grants. Yeah. <laughs> get, get others involved. Get more women involved, yeah. yeah. Um, eleven year old boy from Manchester, so more of a man than a boy probably. Juvenile male Mancunians by eleven. They can already hotwire a car. <laughs> one of the one of the news articles I read said this Liam Corcoran had apparently run away from his mother, just got a quote, while she was shopping at the Withenshaw Civic Centre close to the airport on Tuesday and had been reported missing. He made his way to the airport, probably on foot. <laughs> Again, how do you, how's nobody picking that up? Well, I have to say, probably on foot, because it's Manchester, and he probably he might have fucking carjacked someone. Yeah. He, he is 11. <laughs> I've run off on my parents at the shops before, but it was to try and, you know, win a bouncy ball out of one of those machines or just ride on the Thomas the Tank for a minute. Yeah. But, this it was never pretty, to get in a wheel well. Oh, it's pretty it's like, drastic. No, he didn't get in the wheel well. He, um, he, he didn't want to go shopping with his mum. He's run off. She must have done the whatever, you little dickhead. He'll be back. <laughs> Sat down in the serene food court and uh, had a cup of Barry's tea with that layer of scum that forms on top of your tea as he's standing in the UK. And, and Liam, Liam didn't come back. He's, he's gone to the airport, evaded security at a few junctures, including the boarding gate, and ended up getting on a Jet 2 flight bound for Rome without a passport, ticket or boarding pass. Fuck yeah. Pretty good. He's, um... You know what he He's done it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that was accidental, but worked out perfectly. <laughs> crew, were, crew were completely oblivious until a few passengers became suspicious of him. No, and I couldn't find any other details. Yeah. Other, uh, like you know what it was? was sus. From Manchester, and he yeah. didn't drink on the flight. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was 11. Can I have a Coke? Yeah. They went, get him. <laughs> he's 11. He's probably shaving in his seat. I don't know. It's a picking pockets or something. So apparently he's just sitting there talking to adults as if they're equal, just standard for a little turd like this. And, and 
he was, he was sort of unfazed, just telling them that he'd run away from home, just chatting away. And uh, the plane landed and Liam just stayed on it and then flew back with a bunch of other lowies. And, and they delivered him to his mum and the cops. And that was it. He ended up saying, look, I didn't even want to go anywhere. I just wanted to use the loo. <laughs> Getting on a plane. How, hold on. How bad were the shitters at the shopping centre? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some pretty destroyed toilets, but yeah. never one to flee the country. <laughs> Man, someone had a turd on the floor in the Euro toilets the other night. Oh, really? Not my crowd. <laughs> someone else's crowd. Yuck. Um, Deuce on the floor? Yep, straight wow. in. Wow. What, just in front of the... Like an almost made it? I didn't see or it Or I myself. forgot, and then on the way out. I didn't see it myself because it wasn't in the men's toilets. So. Oh, um, whoa. Yeah. Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> um. <laughs> Liam, Liam said getting on a plane was easier than doing my homework. And uh, it came out that he caught a bus to the airport after finding a bus ticket on the ground with the right day on it. And uh, the litterer who threw this ticket on the ground surely has to shoulder some of the blame here. Like, all this, this wouldn't fucking, happen. Honestly, Chav MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> A little Kid's boy. incredible. Um, Where is he now? Do you know well, I went looking for him. I'm not holding that much hope because um, usually a decade after doing something like this, boy will be in jail or, or dead or both. I don't know. So, uh, no, I didn't find him. I mean, he'd be only he'd be 21 odd now. Yeah. I don't know. Couldn't find the kid. Um, found a bunch of Liam Corcoran's. <laughs> There's no way to know if I got the right one. A lot of them from the Emerald Isle. Not many the right age. Okay. Uh, one got bundled off to a boarding school in 2012, so now he's a confirmed bachelor. So, but he looks much too nice to be this little fuck. How do you know? Who knows? I don't know. I'm just being judgmental. That's <laughs> oh, different. Just looks like a really nice kid. I, yeah, I don't know. Five staff lost their, lost their jobs over this, but uh, on a positive note... I assume all security. Uh, no, like gate staff, you know, whatever. Whoever put Someone him in Someone at the seat. coffee shop. Not yeah. sure. I don't, I don't know. Expendables. Um, but on a, on a positive note, the, the headline for the story was Rome Alone. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Um, all right. <laughs> the, um, so uh, that's Liam. There's, um, this is quite a good, a feel-good one with an Aussie twist. This, uh, yeah. Um, if you can cast your mind back. Mate, to August 7, 1946. <laughs> what an era. And we're looking at Kupang to Darwin. Right. Bass Wee, 12-year-old orphan with nothing to lose and a heart bursting with hope. has uh, He's done it. As uh, heartwarmingly Australian as Quentin himself. Bass Wee used to work at the uh, Kupang Airport kitchen for food. That was his job. We didn't have a job. He worked for food. And he oh, worked for food? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, Life's grim. We all do, really. But yeah. he was actually... Yeah. <laughs> and he, he saw a Dutch... But if, do you, if you convert that to cash, he's doing all right. Like they're, they're $14 sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sell those in the terminal. <laughs> Make a fucking killing. I think his food came out of the bin. It was more sort of oh, okay. licking those triangular boxes and stuff. But, um <laughs> <laughs> so Bass has seen a Dutch DC-3 idling on the tarmac bound for Darwin I thought, fuck it, I'm getting the wheel well He's, uh, He'd lived through Japanese occupation of Timor 
in WW2 and uh, remembered fondly the kindness of the Australian troops. That'll warm your heart. Yeah. So he thought, I'm going down Where's there. Where's that, Four Corners? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of feel-good Four Corners, are there? Like, you don't see Four Corners made about good blokes. <laughs> never seen one. Looking forward to yours. Um, <laughs> and he, he thought, oh, I'm going there. I'm going to Australia to see if I can get myself some more bully beef and lollies from these nice troops. So um, he's found unconscious three hours later in beautiful Darwin. Severely injured, burnt by the exhaust, frozen solid by blasts from the propellers, lacerated his shoulder blade all the way to the bone. So, um, I they, didn't, they I didn't all, fucking do it. Yeah. Groans, and to me, they all sound like potential kitchen incidents. So, yeah. <laughs> he could have been like that when he got on. Let's not <laughs> let's not start blaming the DC three. Well, being being burnt while simultaneously being frozen, it's a bit like <laughs> like putting your you know you put your foot in a really hot bath and you don't know which it is. You go, oh, fuck <laughs> I imagine what happened to Basswee to be as bad or nearly as bad as when that happened to me. <laughs> um, so so the, the RAF plane landed in Darwin. They found Bass and he was nursed back to health and uh, got a little pat on the back for his bravery, a gentle one, but so uh, you could see the bone. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very... <laughs> a, um, very fine line between bravery and stupidity, isn't it? It's just—it's all results-based, isn't it? Right. Everyone says how brave he was, but you know, if he's dead, it'd be stupid. So, yeah. anyway. No, I think it's if you're going to a better life, that's bravery. But well, if it, think... just some fucking drunk Aussie fuckhead went to Timor that way, yeah. But the actual act there's a lot yeah. of like luck is the only thing that separates those two things. Until now, when being from Melbourne is brave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, we were inside for a while. So yeah, I heard. What is brave? I would never understand. So still, though, the white Australia policy is, is, uh, said he's undesirable. Look at him, deport the little bastard. So we didn't really want the coupang kid. Oh, we didn't give him this, did we? But you better understand English in about five seconds. If you don't, I am going to fuck you up. Four. They're pretty rough there at Border Force. Said, yeah. <laughs> like the authorities said, look, clearly he's the toughest 12-year-old to have ever lived. A couple of shades too dark for us, though. Fuck off, we're full. And, um, <laughs> then, hey, we didn't say that. That was... Yeah, that's a quote. Um, yeah. <laughs> then the, um, the Aussie spirit, though, don't worry about it. The Aussie spirit has stepped in to say, look, hold the phone. We'll, we'll have him. Someone will have him. Could use a bit of help around the house. Someone will have him. Yeah. Again, quite. Different time, all right? Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's not now. Dutton would have sent him back, for sure. <laughs> so, um, oh, goodness. Um, so he's allowed to stay off the back of huge public support and an outcry against the White Australian policy of the day. And uh, it's pretty good, actually. He ended up siring five children. And when they asked him about the large scar on his back, he didn't want to say it was from plane exhaust. He said a big butterfly landed on him one time, left a mark. Thank you. So. Yeah. <laughs> that big DC-3 butterfly. <laughs> um, Kupang Airport only fly domestically now. That'd be a kick in the teeth, wouldn't it? If you, well, if also, if Dad tells you that's how you got the scar on the back, the fucking butterfly enclosure at the zoo, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going in there. <laughs> Look what one did to Dad. Stay away, from the, <laughs> stay away from the big metal ones, son. 
Um, like it, it only goes to me. Imagine doing that. Like if a child now tried to emulate the Coupang kid and end up in Jakarta. Like you just get on a Coupang and go, I'm going to Darwin. Sick. Jakarta. Sorry. Instead of Australia. Realistically, you may not know. Um, still, <laughs> still only one short flight from Bali. Yeah. Great. Jackpot. Well, you, you think someone's going to stow away to Bali? Yeah, they do. It's called Jetstar International. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 2016 saw... That's an Aussie. <laughs> the Aussie stowaway trying to get back from, ja- oh, yeah. from Bali. It's, I brought all the stuff I need. Laser pointer. <laughs> yeah. I've got a laser pointer. I've got two bracelets yeah. that say, Up Bum No Babies. <laughs> I've got a bottle opener in the shape of a dick. I'm good to go home. <laughs> <laughs> 2016 saw the death of the Coupang kid, aged 82. Good run. So, uh, yeah, great run. Valet, Bass Wee, thanks for the fucking memories, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good that he... That's 82. Yeah. That's a oh, fucking great. great... That's 70 years after just getting smashed in a wheel well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really nice to have a good luck story here because it's going to yeah. get fucking grim. So... <laughs> So, you know, just remember that later, all right? <laughs> it gets worse. Oh, much. fuck. Um, all right. So, Keep funeral there. Oh, well, here's another good luck story, though. Don't worry about it. It's, uh, <laughs> like, off the, off the topic of poor boys seeking refuge and risking their lives for it. Bit sad. Makes me feel icky. Um, October 29, 1928. Oh, shit. Yes. Lakehurst, New Jersey to Friedrichshafen. And uh, in the late 20s... Yeah. I didn't Where's make that, that up. It's in Germany. Germany. Mm. Yeah. Did Bang. you get that one? Yeah. yeah. Good guess, buddy. <laughs> um, Who would have guessed that Friedrichshafen the... <laughs> was in Germany? <laughs> yeah. in late 20s, Starways were in epidemic proportions. A lot of people sought fame, many of them women. Was uh, that the original TikTok? Great. Pretty much, yeah. Great to see them involved, to be honest. They... they Wisely stuck to boats heading to the west coast of the USA, trying to get themselves into motion pictures. So they'd just get on a boat and go, yeah, here I am. I'm pretty. I'm getting in the movies. And it worked. A few of them did. Imagine, though, with the epidemic of the stowaways, imagine sneaking on to a runway and hopping up in a wheel well and someone's like, sorry, mate. There's already one in there. (laughs) (laughs) So this bloke, Clarence Terhune, a 19-year-old knockabout larrikin like yourself from, <laughs> from St. Louis and a golf caddy Nelly. by trade. Hmm. By trade. What the, that's always irked me. Unless it's an actual trade, shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, you well, it people, is, though. It's a trade. It's yeah. not a trade. It's not a, like, I meet people at the dog park and shit and they go, oh, I'm a stockbroker by trade. You know, no, no, you're not. I'm going to punch you. So, <laughs> so if you haven't gone to TAFE for it, not a trade. Pretty much, yeah. Imagine, imagine the day we're going to hear people go, I'm an influencer by trade. <laughs> but TAFE's do heaps now. Alone. I think you can do medicine at TAFE. Bullshit. Probably. Nah. <laughs> They're just trying to get people in. It'd be pretty rough with circular saw and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, same tools. <laughs> um, so Clarence, Clarence had had a habit of, of stowing away on stuff just for something to do. And he had a bet with his brother-in-law who said there's no way he could get on a Zeppelin. He said, he's, Clarence has said, don't tell me what to do. So he's, he snuck on 
I assume in fast forward, as was standard from <laughs> the black and white <laughs> era larrikins of the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm in yeah. a wheel well. Yeah. <laughs> That's how little I know about mime. I spoke while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Break he's um, rule. <laughs> Clarence has waited until they're over the Atlantic and then did a, a ta-da, it's me, Clarence. And um, ended up having to wash up the whole way, the rest of the way, once he revealed himself. I reckon 10 years later, the results would have been quite, quite different at a time when Germans didn't really laugh as much as at Heart of Gold characters like Clarence. <laughs> 1928, different time. Um, as it turns out, 1928, Germans loved a larrikin. And uh, all of high society wanted him to be a guest at their house for dinner when he got to Friedrichstaff and... Fuck yeah. And, uh, you know, and he had a short-lived bit of fame there, like a, like a fucking first-ever reality contestant, you know, doing... Like hot dogs and or shit. something. Hot dogs. Big brother, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume hot dogs took the same path. Um, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Eventually, what do you reckon Clarence ended up doing? Just dying? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but not... <laughs> Not immediately. What is hot dogs dead? Is that oh. what's happening? <laughs> hot dogs is dead? No, I don't, I don't know. All oh, right. Um, Someone said that. <laughs> well, Clarence has decided to become a boxer. Fuck oh, yeah. Just like rugby league player who retires at 34, obviously, and knows nothing about the beautiful game, and yet can't quite finish a sentence to get a job yeah. as a commentator. Well, you boxing. Can't. <laughs> you can't check for CTE until you're dead, so just get straight in there. Yeah. Why not? How that? good CTE, by the way? Oh. Do you know what we're talking about? You know, the, it's all those like What's rugby league for? players and I don't know. <laughs> That's why they shortened it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've got, yeah, rugby league players, NFL players, some AFL players, people that just seem to go burko at some point and then they check their brain afterwards and say they had CTE. Yeah. And that, from concussions. Yeah. And I'm wrapped because I got knocked out four times playing yeah, AFL and gridiron and now I can just kick off. It's... <laughs> Because I'm a victim with CTE. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And you can't tell me if I don't have it until I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. The fucking ultimate loophole. <laughs> it's the new black dog. Like this totally unquantifiable, I'm going to be a fuckhead, yeah. not my fault. Not a, not a black dog, it's a black spot on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's just a short little Zeppelin. I haven't had a Zeppelin on the show yet, so good on them. I don't know. <laughs> Surprisingly, they used to use them in the war and stuff. They'd just get shot down, wouldn't they? I'd put one bullet in a Zeppelin, it's got to fucking go. Oh, do you think like a bullet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'd be laughing while piloting it, just hearing <laughs> that big fart sound in the sky. Oh, right. <laughs> and you're breathing in all the helium. <laughs> Joking with each other. <laughs> um, All their planes were so shit. The Red Baron, just no roof on it. Yeah, just going really high up. No need for a roof. Just yeah. wear some dumb goggles and a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> Make up stories. Um, so the last one. This is the meatiest and probably the best oh, no. of them all. And um, great bloody Aussie story. This February, February twenty three, nineteen seventy. And uh, according to his dad, Charles, Keith Sapsford had itchy feet. And uh, he ended up with a lot more than that. Um, 
Again, this is... I know it's going to be bad because it's like air crash investigations when the episode starts and they don't interview a pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Just someone crying in an office next to a photo of one. You go, ooh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the trajectory I saw, I reckon his feet ended up near his shoulders somewhere. Um, so this, the the Sapsfords, right, a Randwick family, booked an around-the-world trip to satisfy Keith and his need for travel. He's only 14. That's your first problem, especially for 1970. Imagine in that era saying to your parents, I want to go around the world, and they say yes. They don't say, go mow the lawn, you little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Who's running this house, Keith? You? Evidently, yes. Um, I was 14 in 2001. We could have probably gotten a very cheap flight around the world later that year. Oh, yeah. But not many... (laughs) A lot of seats freed up last minute. But even still, Dad would have said, do your homework. (laughs) Um, Evidently, they they just thought... When they got back right from this trip, and um, Keith said, look, I want to go again. And Charles said, nah, mate. You're off to Roman Catholic boarding school. Education by violence will sort this out. Fix- <laughs> fixes everything, always does. There's probably a happy middle ground there. Oh, no, I went to one. I, I turned, want to I travel the world. Great. Here's the opposite. <laughs> you went to a boarding school? No, went to Catholic. You... I didn't board, but there were, like, I was a day boy. Thank yeah. fuck, because the boarders had a worse time than me. Yeah. <laughs> so they turned out Different worse time. than you. Well, some Incredible. of them just didn't turn out. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, makes you think, doesn't it? Oh. Your mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, anyway, sorry, everyone. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get better. That was the cheery story. Yeah. Uh, Don't well, tell me the Zeppelin one was the uplifting them. tale. No, Bass Wee. We've already had it. Oh, yeah. We're not ending on a high note. It's going to go downtown. <laughs> and going down like the Zeppelin, yeah. So this was... He was at Boys Town in Engadine which is a, uh, like an alcoholic high priest from Sutherland started it. Very interesting and eclectic alumni from uh, Boys Town, Engadine. Do you want me to start, you want do me start I need the balance? Oh, you will do, but it's sort of... <laughs> bit, yeah, oh, you changed the... I'll, st- I'll start with the good ones. Um, ben Lexon, designer of the wing kill for Australia 2, the 1983 America's Cup winning boat that ignited Australia's ongoing passion for yachting. Um, <laughs> Where was I when we, when we got the old mug? You know, it's one of those. I don't know. Who cares? Um, well, I know where I was, actually. I was, I was, we were listening to it on the radio. My parents got us up. It was that important. Wow. Listen to a like boat race on the radio. Yeah. Was and that to we... put you back to sleep? You're up too early. No. <laughs> this will sort them out. <laughs> no, we made these, like, yellow and green streamers. Like, while, while we're listening to it, we're going to fucking win this. And then what, we you were cheerleading through... to a radio broadcast? Well, no. We no. just ran around. We were at Fraser Island. We just ran around the valley, woke everyone up. Once we won, just screaming. It's just fun. Just wake everyone up. That's it. It's a weird thing to do. I don't know why we did it. Um, also, I mean, beyond that, there was a Toyota Lexan that came you out. You know what? I was going to say that iPads are bad for kids now, but after hearing that story, just give your kids screens. That, nah, man. that sounds so much shitter. Well, no one's running around with an iPad, you know, getting some exercise and showing the neighbours the fucking screen, are they? I was, I was doing something. Um, yeah, annoying everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, 1989, the Toyota Lexan came out just after Ben dropped dead of a heart attack at 52. So um, Toyota's version of a Holden Commodore. Um, oh, really? So it was just a Camry, but a signature edition. Yeah. 
not dissimilar to the 1990s phenomenon of, of Nissan Pulsar putting out a Reebok and Sports Girl model. What? Nissan Pulsar, mid-90s, they put out a Nissan Pulsar Reebok. Anyone remember this? And they had a Nissan Pulsar Sports Girl. I worked at McDonald's and the fuckhead manager had one. And he was, and he was taking young girls out for joyrides in his Reebok. And... It was, I, I found it real sus, but it was like an 18-year-old boy taking 16-year-old girls out. Fucking sus, still. Not as sus as your hero Jerry Seinfeld dating a fucking schoolgirl when he was 39. <laughs> but nonetheless, pretty sus for me. He's not um, my hero. He thinks swearing's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and he wears a suit to tell jokes. Um, what a fucking dork. Oh. Here's the ad. The limited edition 1.8-litre Nissan Pulsar Reebok. Why Nissan? With two and a half grand worth of extra value at no extra cost, you'd better run for it. Or you'll <laughs> miss out. It's a Nissan, that's my car. <laughs> Sick. Everything about that was awful. <laughs> well, this guy, this McDonald's man, he started exactly the same day as me, but rose the ranks quite quickly, <laughs> got himself a different coloured shirt, extra 20 cents an hour, and started telling me what to fucking do. <laughs> not having that. He's a, he's a cop now. You'd be happy to know. But, um, <laughs> little fella. They like to think, don't it? <laughs> I really love about that ad to just the zoom in on a tape deck. Yeah. Fuck, psh, got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ben Lexon, right? He he named himself. That's an interesting bit of trivia. Ben Ben was his dog, and Lexon was the least common surname of the Reader's Digest membership register. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine naming yourself and you come up with that. What do you mean you named yourself? Well, his name was Robert Miller and there was some, you know, dissent about fucking yachting deals. He was, he was in bed with Alan Bond. Ah, and, yeah. And uh, he had Robert Miller fucking yachting or something. Some other guy was called Miller and he sold the company. I don't know, it's dodgy. But just had to change his name. As, uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not many people who, who are honest have to change their name <laughs> midlife. Um, <laughs> also, at Engadine Boys Town, Robert Parsons, author and a pivot of a royal commission... And they don't make those about good stuff. Um, <laughs> Royal commissions, though, in the news cycle for as long as someone that, something that happened on Merit at First Sight. Yeah, pretty like much. Like, just the, the amount of effort put into, like, this 9,000-page document. Yeah. They're and like, yeah, bullet- Collingwood on a bad run yeah. this year. And you're like, fuck, what about the 9,000 pages? Can we have a look? Well, they need yeah. to bullet point it because news talks down to Australians. You've got to <laughs> get it into, a, like, a short sentence about... Exactly what the big four did, and why they're not all going to fucking jail. Um, so he he headed up a royal commission into the royal into the boys' town abuse, obviously, and then then of course another alumni, a little more famous, maybe not more famous than Ben Lexon, but up there, uh, John Travers, one of the Anita Copy Killers, fucking grub. Not many there. John Travers fans in here, obviously. I I wouldn't think so. He's jail for life, sucked in, and. Uh, <laughs> The big one, of course, recently dead. And uh, RIP, beautiful angel, you taught us so much. Which, <laughs> which troubled, I- iconic Australian pop culture was at uh, Pop Culture Icon, was it, was it Engadine Boys Town, at much the same time as our Keith, learning his apprenticeship, obviously. Huge name, huge name in this world. Dead a couple of years ago, maybe. Fuck, oh, don't know. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm out. Any guesses? No. No. Even with the we area, lost them on no one knows the area, the Campbelltown, Engadine. You've read out one of the shittest alumni lists. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fucking 
It's none other than Ivan Milat. Oh. <laughs> the highest achiever of all the Milats. Um, any, any, oh, Jesus. any overseas listeners, look him up. It's, uh, it's a good time. That pop culture icon really threw us all, I reckon. That was <laughs> not the best clue I've ever had to work with. <laughs> Cryptic crosswords. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, so Keith, Keith didn't really like it at the boys' home, and fair oh. enough from what I read. Um, he kept running away, like immediately. He'd, uh, fresh in his mind is what his dad had told him just before shipping him off to an institution. His dad told him about a Spanish boy who climbed into a wheel well one time as a starway and died. And this yeah. is just testament to how dumb teenage boys are. That, what? Good story. You're, bla- you're blaming the boy? Yes. I'd blame the dad. Well, he didn't Just don't him. even tell him the wheel well's an option. Yeah, right. He's fucked that. Well, yeah, I'm sure he regrets that, but he did... <laughs> s- <laughs> he did say that the Spanish boy died. Like, yeah. surely you'd go, oh, I won't do that because I'll probably die too. Yeah. We're like, nah, I'm not going to die. I'll be the first one. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Nothing in my life points to me being not invincible so far. <laughs> I'm fucking doing it. Is that um, f- 14 to 25, I think, for, for blokes? The, for the frontal lobe too. doesn't fully develop. Yeah, right. So you've got to get them through to 25. That's why there's no 45-year-old signing up for the army. Yeah, right. That's why they think that's fucking dumb. Yeah. yeah. That's why there's no 26-year-old Jadens. Oh, just... oh. So, so do you, you don't think there's ever been a Jaden with a fully developed frontal lobe? <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Keith has thought, yeah, I'm not going to die. Even if I wanted to, I can't. So that planted the seed in Keith. And uh, after only two weeks at Boys Town Engadine, he's, he's run away to Sydney Airport and managed to get onto the tarmac. Different time. Um, he's chosen a JAL plane. He's like, hmm, Japan must be nice this time of year. Not really, Keith. Fucking cold. And so, and he was wearing a T-shirt and jeans from what I saw. He's, um... Oh, jeans on a long-haul flight. That's a fucking dumb move there, Keith. <laughs> Even in a chair, you've fucked that. <laughs> but, like, jeans aren't good for the cold either. Like, terrible. Yeah. I went skiing in jeans. Bad... <laughs> A fucking bad time. Like you think I oh, still protect me? Not at all. Wind goes straight through it. It's bad, bad. You but did you have all the other stuff? No, like, just, <laughs> just that. Yeah. What you're in now? Couple of KT twenty sixes. Put those into the to the snowboard. No, I got I got ski boots and a jacket. Yeah, and skis. And what was your jacket? I don't know. Borrowed it. I don't know. It's like a windshield. It's like the one Fuck. you wear on your bike. You know what? Just no, because I I just remember the only jacket I've ever heard of you owning mm. was one that um, buddy your mate. What? Osher Gunsberg gave you a bunch oh, of yeah. clients when he worked yeah. on TV. Oh, fuck, yeah. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to a wedding. Is this Your it? mate. Yeah. I had to go to a wedding and I don't, I don't own a jacket or a tie yeah. or anything. I had, to, I had to put a jacket on. Gone to this wedding and then I didn't know. I didn't look at the back. I had a massive skull and cross, crossbones on it. I, was, <laughs> I just thought it was a black jacket. I fucking, I had to back against the wall the whole way. It was embarrassing. <laughs> So I didn't know until someone came up and goes, man, you got some balls. <laughs> I turned up to a wedding looking like that. I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> Which makes it even worse because you turned up to my wedding, you turned up in a black shirt, uh, black jeans, Dunlop KT26s, mm. limited edition that you did save for my big day. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. And a bolo tie. Yeah. 
You could see all that. There was no tricks there. You picked that. Yeah, that's fine. Wasn't there was no one else there with a bolo? I don't no. Oh, right. <laughs> I didn't even have a tie on. It was yeah. my wedding. <laughs> that's, that's the only tie I own. Like that's, and it's a pair of cowboy boots, like a, a pewter. Yeah. Cowboy boots. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's why I fail at job interviews. You turn up looking like that and you're like, mate, I don't think I don't, so. I don't it's think it's just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the disdain in the voice. <laughs> The the person the they to. don't like questions coming back at them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, <laughs> um, so anyway, he's, uh, he's hopped in the wheel well of a Tokyo-bound flight and gotten comfortable, but uh, not for long, as we're about to see. Um, oh, no. Hatch opened up. I've just, just realised the photo that you sent me. Is of Keith. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's um hatch open up. Not my favourite Geronimo, that would be this one. (laughs) (laughs) One, triple, three, five, three. When did you fall to death from a wheel well? We got Reds tickets, they are flying this season. So that's Keith. Fuck, big for a 14 year old. Yeah, he looks... Well, how, how do you know? It's a pretty shit photo. Did but, he um, land it? Well, <laughs> oh, well... One way or another, yes. I mean, they always land. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, oh. <laughs> so Audi popped right. And fortuitously, John Gilpin, amateur photographer from Sydney, was just out taking photos of planes taken off. Yeah. Like, every character in this story is a bit of a wrong'un. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gilpin was testing out his new lens by taking a photo of the DC-8 at uh, Mascot there. And this is indicative of how difficult the arts is. Here's a guy who wants to be a photographer. Hold on. I've just got some news. An award's being given away. Well, it's not. We're busy, man. Do it later. Hi. Kat, you're on, you're on the pod. What happened? Oh, wonderful. Uh, Geraldine won. Oh, it fuck. was very emotional. Lost one people's Good. choice. George got up and accepted it. Who won? Uh, Sloss. Oh, we're, we're going back to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Heggy, you were right. <laughs> That's when it's... Think, don't it? Um, yeah, so John, John Gilpin, what? he wants to be a photographer. It's this right? attitude to life that I know I'm going to die a gunshot wound from this man at some point in the future. He's just going to hold it all down. Even if he won, it would have been the same. Yeah, right, I'm busy. Um, he, could, he could take a million photos during the course of his insignificant life. 
and none of them would stack oh. up to the stroke of luck he got from not only witnessing but capturing a tragedy of this ilk. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, that's our like... version of the Northern Lights. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a Southern Keith. <laughs> it's not just be snapping every flight going, come on, but it's, you know, it's trying to win the fucking Tats Lotto twice. Oh, yeah. I like it. It's like being a comedian, writing heaps of jokes, some of them good, and yet all of us just waiting around for someone to storm the stage and punch us in the head. <laughs> so, so you get some sort of publicity and then you're a fucking genius somehow. And, or maybe someone drops a glass on the floor and you call them a fuck stick and people walk out going, that was your best joke, mate. <laughs> Alex um, Williamson is not a genius. I don't know. <laughs> Tell his fans I love him. that. I love him. Um, by the way, Keith in the grainy black and white photo did look quite surprised. Um, <laughs> you can't see his face, but you judge him by the body language. Um, <laughs> He's, he's, he's fucking remembered that brace position they oh, told him yeah. about. Yeah, it's the hands on the head. They do listen. They do listen yeah. to the pre-flight. Maybe he's already Very asleep, bloke. like hands behind the head. Relaxing, yeah. <laughs> Here, in, this, in this photo, he's only 10 metres into his final 60-metre journey. But um, you can tell he didn't expect it. Maybe it's the hands up the head. It's a classic, oh, what have I done pose. You know, the hands on the head. A, what have I done? Um... Early, early Comedians Comedy Festival poster. <laughs> it could have been like this, though. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> what? All, yeah, all of them. I'm falling like, towards the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I think two options for comedy posters is, I know, I know everything, and <laughs> I don't know anything. That's a, um, so, yeah, you didn't expect that, obviously, but um, I suppose you're seeing cartoons and real life. But up until then... <laughs> Not a lot of high-achieving Keiths in the world. Still aren't. <laughs> um, you got Keith Richards. Yeah. He would have survived that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if, this Keith, Keith. if Keith Sapsford were with us now, he'd be 65. A recently retired larrikin. But do they ever? I don't know. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's, you know... Once a larrikin, always a larrikin. He, he could think. have contributed heaps yeah. to society. This, uh, this sort of bloke this doesn't is... end up gardening. No. You know... He is well, mulch. Well, he but... might. <laughs> his, his, uh, his classmate, Malat, did a bit of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <that's... laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> Sorry, not Fuck so you. nice. I just want to go to the pub trivia night you run. Yeah. <laughs> Pop culture icon, avid gardener. <laughs> Who died? Tragically died in 2018. Um, yeah. You know what Keithy should have done? From my favourite movie ever. This, oh, is what, yeah. this, this is how you play this. Tani Commando. The greatest film of all time. Look at him, he's looking. You don't want to leave now, that'd hurt. See, this is where Keithy's gone wrong. You've got to wait until you're right above. You reckon Keithy saw this? When did Keithy drop? Oh, yeah. No, he wouldn't have seen this. There you go. <laughs> Bang, Keithy, you'd be fine. Yeah, should have done what Arnie did. I think a lot of... A lot of um, Coolest work. thing ever in a blazer. A lot of... <laughs> yeah. He's off to 20 to 1. <laughs> 
a lot of young boys have watched Arnie. Like, there's a lot who've yeah. watched that and thought, I'm doing that. I mean, like in, th- in the third world, a fair bit of Arnie. I don't know if you've done much travel. Every movie, like Arnie or Rambo, pretty much. Yeah. They watch a lot of that. Yeah. Buses got a telly on them, just with Rambo 1, 2, 3, 4 on repeat. It's fucking sick. And that's why boys think they can do stuff. So, a bit irresponsible. I don't know. What? Just saying that Arnie's irresponsible after calling Malata Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Connections oh, are a bit off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's what now happens I'm... when you add 97 shows at one festival. You oh, start yeah. going a bit fucking loopy. Sorry. Yeah. I called him Comedy Icarus the other week and you mm. fucking pulled it off. How? I didn't. I went you... to town hall and had a fucking bad time. I was just bad. Just thespians folded arms staring at me. For an hour. No good. Stick to, stick to the pub. Stick with what you know. It's one lesson you can yeah. take out of life. Don't get ideas above your fucking station. You're going to have, have a bad time. Yeah. Don't try to improve yourself. It's not happening. I bet, did, did you walk in? Because he did a show where my show was on, Lower Town Hall, and you mm-hmm. absolutely hated Lower Town Hall. Yeah. Probably walked into the toilet. No shit on the floor. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um... Man, I'm pretty much done. That's it for, for Star Wars. I mean, there's heaps more Star Wars. We'll do another one one time, but not today. <laughs> um, well, right. Keithy, thanks, mate. We appreciate yeah. what you've done for the show. Won't say the same about it, Malat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel, like, I feel like we've done the damage here. It's sort of gone down. Keithy was yeah. known for a lot of things, but his final words are the ones that will stick with us all. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.